Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. My topic today is the evolution of email security. My pleasure to be speaking with Nishant Taneja, Senior Director, Product Marketing, and Alessia Klebchuk, Senior Product Marketing Manager, both with Barracuda. Nishant, Alessia, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Tom. Thank you. Thanks for having it's us. Great. It's great to be here. So in this pandemic crisis, and even before, we have seen heightened email threat activity. What types of attacks do you particularly see now? Yes, we've seen a, a spike in email threat activity over the past few weeks, um, especially tied to the COVID-19 or using COVID-19 as a hook. It, it's not really unusual to see spikes during um, events like this. We see a lot of this during hurricane season or other disasters. Given the scale of pandemic, the threats um, have have been regionalized, um, threats and, and impacting businesses and globally um, and individuals globally. So the type of threats we see, they do vary quite a bit. We've seen a lot of malware as well as ransomware, but we're also seeing a lot more of highly targeted attacks as well, particularly spear phishing attacks. In March alone, we saw over 600% spike in the number of spear phishing attacks. The, we've detected a month or over a month. There's a lot of scamming. Those are probably the most popular types of attacks that we've been seeing in the past few weeks. Uh, these are looking for donations or looking to sell face masks. They are trying to offer fake investments in companies that are claiming to looking for a cure or developing vaccines. But we are also seeing more and more of more complex type of attacks as well, such as impersonations, a lot of World Health um, Organization um, impersonation attempts, as well as CDC. Um, we've seen some of the more devious ones like uh, blackmail. Um, we also see these attacks as a part of um, business email compromise as well, where you get an email from your manager, for example, or from somebody else with a uh, person of authority within your organization wanting to get some funds transferred to uh, help fight coronavirus, as an example. The landscape has been changing even before the pandemic. We um, Spam and malware is still a very big problem. But in terms of volume, we do see a lot of it, but it's it's the social engineering attacks that have the biggest impact on the organizations and they are the ones that are growing fastest. So let's talk about defenses. Why do traditional email defenses fail to spot and then stop some of these attacks you've just discussed? Yeah, great, great question, Tom. Um, I think the, so when we talk about traditional defenses, we're really referring to uh, email security gateway. And that's really a security parameter that's designed to filter malicious emails. So it looks for you know, malicious content and um, uses like reputation filters and evaluating you know, for signs of any malicious content, basically using rules and, and policies. So email gateways are effective at detecting and blocking against you know, the high volume you know, non-targeted attacks, you know, uh, like uh, we're all familiar with viruses, spam, malware, and zero day attacks. But these these are really what I'd call like legacy attacks or you know attacks that were relevant a few years back. And the, the strategy with uh, traditional defenses was effective um, until now. Now, 
we've we've entered an era of sort modern threats and and these modern threats are really very targeted unlike the high volume approach of some of these uh, legacy threats that i just covered the the modern threats really don't carry malicious payload um they're heavily leveraging social engineering to avoid detection by these gateways so and these are these are spear phishing uh, business email compromise account takeover and there are seven other types of these highly sophisticated attacks that um gateways are you know not as effective in protecting against and because of these, uh, primarily the, the approach that they've taken, the gateway defenses are relying heavily on rules and policies and using filters. So it's, it's still important to have a gateway, but it isn't sufficient. And it isn't sufficient because you know, email continues to be the number one threat vector. Um, Alicia just talked about how we have, uh, you know, in, in, in the current environment, attackers, you know, that's the perfect storm for attackers where they can leverage social engineering and, and tactics to, to really cause damage. And traditional offense al uh, alone can really expose organizations to much greater risk. So it's really thinking about in the light of these modern threats, how do organizations protect against uh, such threats and take a, take a different approach, think about you know, multi-layered security and, and leveraging the latest in technology to ensure that they have the best email security posture against these modern threats. So how has email defense evolved to cloud-based security? And what would you say are some of the merits of this new defense? So there, there really have been two trends that have led to you know, rethinking of, of email security and, and a need for a multi-layered uh, defense approach uh, that really sits on top of your email security gateway. The first one I'll talk about is really the, uh, we've just covered the advent of these advanced attacks. So business email compromise, for example, conversation hijacking, account takeover, you see it in the news. Uh, you know, according to FBI, uh, they have the Internet Crime Center that has published that, you know, cybercrime has really cost 3.5 billion in losses in 2019 alone. And with business email compromise uh, having caused the most damage. Um, and that's not including any unreported losses, so which are significant. So according to FBI, there's 460,000 plus complaints last year alone. Uh, there's 1,300 per day. And, and phishing is really responsible for 93% of email breaches. Um, and then we have analysts talking about you know, business email compromise. So Gartner recently published a report that mentions that there was a 100% increase in business email compromise last year. And over the next three years, they anticipate it'll double each year, you know, getting to over $5 billion. So that leads to, you know, a huge risk for, for enterprises and businesses. Um, I think we had in the news last year, Toyota's part supplier that was hit with a multi-million dollar uh, business email compromise scam. Um, so that's really one of the trends, right? These modern threats that are, that are really quite pervasive now. The other trend is the move to the cloud and the rise of cloud email platforms. So, uh, and primarily, you know, Microsoft Office 365 has seen a tremendous growth and uh, businesses adopting it. And especially in, in, in current climates where, you know, you've had remote workforce and uh, distributed workforce globally that have adopted cloud email. And we've seen that, you know, it's over, over close to 80% of organizations that are leveraging Microsoft 365, according to reports. And they're seeing a 20% year over year growth. So, you know that's that's a, a mega trend, and and with many organizations uh, adopting it, and over I believe 
uh, as of last year, 180 million monthly active users. That's a significant platform for you know cyber criminals to to really view as a target. Our own research has shown that you know brand impersonation is uh, represents about 80 percent of the attacks, and and Microsoft uh, ends up being one of the one of the major brands that's impersonated uh, to launch these attacks. So protecting against you know these two trends that are happening and pr protecting against these attacks on with cloud email security means you leverage new technologies like APIs to integrate directly with your email environment, um, including individual inboxes. So through API integration, there is, we, we, we have a greater visibility into you know, both historical uh, and internal communication for in, every individual in the organization. And um, it, it's, it uses this communication and uh, data and machine learning to really build an identity graph for each users, and and the identity graph really allows us to, you know, look at hundreds of classifiers for each employee, and things like you know which location are employees communicating from, uh, typically, what's their regular email address, how do they, who do they communicate with, what kind of requests do they make, and other signals, and these signals allow you know us with with this technology to really be able to identify. Uh, uh, use this inbox defense strategy to flag suspicious emails and remove them from the mailboxes before users can even interact uh, with with those emails. So you know while you have gateways that can behave in a similar way, they they really the gateway solution doesn't scale as well. So you need an API based inbox defense to allow for this level of granularity and and being able to look at each individual communication. Um, and protect against these uh, these modern attacks on on the cloud platform. Well, I'll close with you know Gartner talking about how organizations should really upgrade their email security gateways to allow for uh, uh, you know advanced phishing protection, imposter detection, and you know internal email protection. So the best defense isn't going to stop everything. Some threats are going to get through. When they do get through, how has incident response also evolved to help? Yes, you, you're absolutely right. There's no defenses that are 100% effective 100% of the time. Sooner or later, unfortunately, um, an attack or two will get through and will end up in users' inboxes. And when that happens, IT teams, security teams need to act fast. Because the longer that email stays in users' inboxes, the more chances that it will cause damage, the more chances an individual will uh, click on the link within the email, open an attachment, forward that reply to it, um, start spreading this attack across across the organization. What happens most of the time um, when it comes to incident response is that it's a highly manual process for IT teams today. So let's say they find an email that's that is malicious. They've they've um, analyzed it and identified that it is in fact a malicious um, attack, a phishing attack, for example. They then need to figure out the scope of the attack. Who else within the organization been impacted? They need to go and uh, contact those individuals. Make sure that they are not they are not interacting with those emails. They need to write PowerShell scripts to pull those. Um, emails from users in boxes all of that is an incredibly tedious and uh, and a uh, long time consuming process our customers tell us it could take them anywhere between one to four hours sometimes it could take them days or weeks depending on the scope of the attack so you can imagine by the time you've remediated by the time you remove the the message from users in boxes the damage is probably already down but you 
can use technology to automate this process. And by automating this process, you can cut around 90 to 95% of the time. And the faster you react to those uh, attacks that do get through, the more secure your organization is, the more secure your users are. So uh, the automated incident response, the way um, it would work for you is, you, you know, you, you of course need to have um, access to um, an automatic threat hunting tools or tools that will help you to um, identify those threats, uh, analyze those threats, um, define those threats that already sitting inside your email environment quickly, whether that's reporting tools from your users reporting them or just tools that help you to analyze delivered messages. Um, and once you've defined those, you know, the key is to find how, the scope of the attack. So how big is the attack? Who's clicked on the link? Who's forwarded the message? Who's replied to the message? Has it spread at all? And then you need to quickly remediate or remove um, those messages from users' inboxes as as quickly as you can. Um, and if you do all of, if you use automated tools, you can really cut down the time you need uh, to to spend um, on incident response down to just a few minutes. Um, imagine what you can do with all the time you've saved. You, you can spend that on the more strategic type of activities, on um, identifying those threats, analyzing threats, finding out you know what kind of threats are being targeted targeted at your organization, training your users to identify those threats, just improving. Uh, the overall security of um, of your business. So we focused on the technology, but beyond the tools, how can organizations still improve their defenses? People, you you need to make sure that your people are trained. They're able to recognize those attacks. Um, that you regularly carry out security awareness training, because some attacks, as as we talked, do land in users' inboxes, and when they do, you want your users to report them to you as quickly as they. As possible, you know. Research shows that around four percent of phishing attacks get clicks, and hackers only need one person to click on malicious uh, link to get inside your organization. So you need to make sure that you do train your users about the latest threats. You do run those uh, phishing simulation campaigns, and all of those things are important part of your of your security. Um, and especially now during the global pandemic, when you have so many workers uh, being remote, it's, it's a really good time to remind them on, on how criminals might be um, exploiting the crisis especially given the panic around it and the people looking for information about it, they're more susceptible to actually clicking on links, opening um, malicious emails. You know, you do want to remind them that World Health Organization is not going to randomly uh, send you a message uh, uh, with information and, and definitely will never ask you for login details. So use your time um, now to train your users about the latest threats, uh, running those simulation campaigns, showing them how those attacks may look like, uh, and more importantly, what do they need to do or not do when they get one of those attacks? How do they report, who they report to, and so forth. So final question, talk to me about Barracuda. How are you helping customers to evolve their own approach to email security? So we, we believe that you know, our, our customers and uh, any business that is really looking at um, these modern threats and in face of these modern threats uh, really take a, a more of a holistic approach around email security, so, which really calls for a, a multi-layered uh, approach. And, and, and the layers really begin with uh, the gateway first. The gateway is as is, is important as ever. And the gateway defense really includes your, your inbound and outbound security, 
you need, clearly need to have encryption and you know DLP for uh, secure messaging. You want to make sure that you have you know archiving and and for for compliance reasons. But on top of that, gateway defense really bring in the next layer of you know resilience. So you're you want to ensure you're 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 backed up in the cloud that you have you know your all of your data is protected. That in the case of outages. You've got email continuity, um, so that layer of resilience on top of your gateway, you know, helps your business to continue and ensure that you you have uh, protection around your data. Now, it really brings in that that critical layer. The next layer uh, is of uh, what we call API inbox defense, and that API inbox defense is, are the things that we just talked about, where uh, you're leveraging API integration to protect against social engineering type attacks. Um, you, you know, you're leveraging uh, latest latest in machine learning and AI to uh, really detect and 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 pr uh, protect against those uh, uh, social engineering attacks like business email compromise. Uh, and and as part of that layer, it's also brand protection. You know, uh, ensuring that your own uh, business domain isn't leveraged for attacks, and so there's a there's a level of what we call DMARC uh, reporting that's that's important, and account takeover defense. Account takeover ends up being a, a pretty significant threat as well. So that those three constitute sort of in API inbox defense, and and then you know going into more uh, awareness, security awareness training, and 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 then forensics and uh, incident response for for more. Uh, uh, effectiveness in ensuring that for the attacks do get through, and we'll go deeper in, in into each of these layers because beyond the gateway, uh, these layers are are critically important. Um, so I'll have Alessia talk about uh, in depth on some of those uh, layers. Yes. So as Nishant mentioned, we we do offer what we call a beyond the gateway protection, and that kind of combines multiple different products and solutions that help our customers to not just prevent attacks, but um, detect those attacks if they are already inside your environment, such as account takeovers, or respond to those attacks, either you know, using your, individual, uh, your employees to report those attacks and then automate incident response tools to, uh, to respond and remediate if, if they've been delivered. Our API-based protection, which is um, a product called Sentinel, um, it's based on understanding of what is normal, what is normal communication looks like within your organization. So you, um, if you like, we use um, historical data, historical communication data, historical emails uh, to build an identity of each individual within the organization. So we know what names that individual will usually use, what emails addresses they use, what kind of requests they make, who are the usual people they communicate with inside or outside the organization. Do they handle invoices, for example, or are they in working the team that um, never does? Um, do they, uh, and, and, and so forth. There's a lot of different details that goes into building this identity graph. And when something abnormal happens, when an, uh, an email is sent from an unusual location that makes an unusual request, that's enough for uh, technology to be able to recognize this as a malicious attempt. And if you are um, thinking about spear phishing attacks that are so unique and so highly targeted, it becomes really difficult to detect them with a gateway. And that's why you need this additional layers that uh, provide you protection beyond the gateway. But your beyond the gateway protection doesn't stop there. Um, you need to train your users. Um, you know, Fishline, Barracuda Fishline offers um, technologies to help you do that, um, highly customizable training that will, suitable, will be suitable for your particular organization. And uh, of course, um, 
helping you to um, set up those phishing simulation campaigns and then most importantly to analyze the results of that so when you you, you know how susceptible your employees are to phishing attacks and where what areas you need to train them and then offering uh, automated or incident response um, tools uh, through forensics and incident response to help your IT teams to respond quickly to these attacks to make sure that they don't sit around in your users' inboxes for very long and they, they don't impact the safety of uh, your organization. Alessia and Nishant, thank you so much for taking time to share your insight with me today. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for having us. Thank you for your time. Again, the topic has been the evolution of email security. I've been speaking with Nishant Taneja and Alessia Klebchuk, both with Barracuda. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.